podcast number two. Welcome back. Welcome to the second edition of the Controversial Podcast with me, Jonathan. And me, jo- Alex. Uh, yep. <laughs> Last time I introduced myself as Johnny. Um, I go by Johnny. My friends call me Johnny. Um, and my mum and dad call me Jonathan. You can call me Johnny. Um, call you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, uh, for those of you who haven't listened to us before, which uh, I'm assuming is most of you... <laughs> Um, we take uh, what we consider controversial topics and we discuss them and we're not looking to be particularly divisive here or take on too strong political uh, topics although often <laughs> often the conversations do go that way um, we're trying to um, just stoke a little bit of conversation celebrate our differences and uh, have, have a bit of fun with it to be honest so are you going <laughs> to maintain this different voice the whole way through or are you going to speak normally I definitely have I definitely have a persona when it comes to a microphone <laughs> in my head um, but yeah let's uh, maybe let's uh, let's dive in okay okay so first one on the roster I can't read your hand right to be a great leader you have to be an arsehole to be a great leader you have to be an arsehole um, okay, I shall begin with my thoughts. True or false? Um, I'm going to say, I think I would argue for this. The answer is yes, you do have to be an arsehole. I think that some of the parameters for discussion on this topic is what an arsehole is. <laughs> I think this, it's the thing between your legs. In this context. <laughs> would you describe the arsehole as between your legs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's directly between your legs, isn't it? What do you mean? <laughs> Between your bum cheeks, then? I, I don't know if I'd describe it as between my legs. Well, where else is it? I guess it is. If someone said, where's your arsehole? I guess it is. <laughs> I feel like she's at work. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so if the, the, the idea is that if you were to be a good leader, you're going to upset, upset some people along the way, essentially. So inherently... To be a great leader, you should try to avoid actually being horrible to people, like deliberately horrible to people. But it feels as though there's no way to be a great leader without upsetting some people along the way. And that is part and parcel of being a great leader. That's mainly because you have to make the difficult decisions. Exactly. And sometimes you might have to fire someone or something like that if it's best for the business. Basically, you're choosing the business over other people when you think of um a leader do you immediately think of a business i think of myself (laughs) (laughs) do you think do you consider yourself a leader yeah do you actually yeah (laughs) do you think you're an asshole no i don't really think i'm that much of a leader (laughs) i don't think you can be a leader until you (laughs) you're a massive asshole yeah (laughs) i have an asshole um i don't think you can be a leader until you've run some sort of business so you're really going coming at it from a business because in my head i'm thinking president of the united states when, when, as soon as I go but, leader, I'm uh, thinking uh, leader of a country. But a country is basically a giant business, isn't Well, it? that is true. But, um, and I don't think it affects necessarily the outcome of this, but it's interesting to me that you, in your head, leader-wise, you're going straight to CEO of a company, basically. I think it's because, when I think about it, I've, have you seen that? Um, there's, a, there's a meme, which we'll put up, and it's of a, of a leader, and he's at the front with the guys behind him, yeah. pulling something and then there's I think they put and a boss is sitting at the back whipping the the workers yeah and that's the difference between a leader and um, I don't think it's a boss but I don't know what, what, what uh, yeah I can't remember what no, it says, what it says either. But we'll look it, it was, up yeah but yeah yeah and but in that sense you'd expect the leader to lead by example when we were on um on a building site working I was always told that you should never ask someone else to do the work that you're not prepared to do yourself. Yeah. So if you're not prepared to put a shift in and get in a trench and dig out, then you shouldn't be expecting someone else to get in a trench and dig out. Okay. But then, so in that (gasps) instance, when someone, you are prepared to do that, Mm -hmm. but where do you draw the line as to, you don't actually have to be the one to do that. So say you've got a team of five people and one of them doesn't want to do it. Yeah. Well, no. So everyone, when you say someone doesn't want to do it, well, not even if someone doesn't want to do it. Say you're busy, but you're not that busy, but you're kind of busy. It, at a certain point, it doesn't become your job to do that anymore. It would be a um, 
it would be if you're running a business it would be from a money perspective so it'd be whether you it'd be worth your time to pace like what your time's worth basically if it's not worth your time then it's worth paying someone to do it instead of you because you have other things that are more important that are more financially important than using your time to do that that's when you then have someone else do it most of, most of the difficult tasks on building sites are all laboring they're not the skilled tasks are the easy part and the knocking up and the shifting stuff around that's the the hard part but it's obviously doesn't cost anything so but you shouldn't be asking them as a good leader you shouldn't be expecting them to do something that you're not prepared to do yes well, i think that's fair enough so do you believe that you don't have to be an asshole to be a great leader uh no not entirely i don't i don't think you in, entirely um have to be a arsehole to be a great leader but you will have to make decisions at some point but you don't have to be an arsehole you don't have to you be never a, you never have to no be an you arsehole. do you'll, you'll have to make decisions but that doesn't mean you have to just yeah. not be a good person or a nice person i think i think i agree with that ultimately but i also think that there's a caveat that in this world everyone someone somewhere along the line will think you're an arsehole no matter yes. how you go about doing it and i can speak from experience i won't obviously name any names or any place but i've worked for bosses who are just want to get done want to get their own stuff done and they don't care about anything other than getting this done and they come across as assholes but i've also worked for bosses who don't want to do anything um and all they want to do is make sure you're happy but actually you kind of also get quite quite sick of that because you're a bit like, no, I want you to offer some direction. Yeah. And so they come across as a bit of arseholes as well because they almost they almost act like uh you're doing like you're you're doing more for them than they are for you, essentially. Yeah. I think power certainly goes to people's head. I think that's a big issue with people. They get given a bit of power or a bit of responsibility and suddenly they think they're much more important than they were and that they can then boss people around and demand this and demand yeah. that um but maybe you have to go through that to become a good leader maybe that's part and parcel of the journey and so you don't consider yourself a great leader yet but you aspire to be a great leader obviously i think everyone aspires to be well a, i don't a think a lot leader. of people want to be a leader i don't think they necessarily want um do you think everybody wants to lead maybe this is another topic <laughs> maybe but no i don't think necessarily people want to lead but i don't think anyone would not want to be a good leader if it came well, down to it because most people, you think about it, if you if you go right, come out of business, because obviously lots of people don't want to be run their own business or whatever. But if you come down just to looking after your family, which is the core, you're with your wife, you're with your wife, and you're, see, this is why you're supposed to have a holder so you're not moving around. <laughs> um, so if you bring it down to your core, so it would just be your partner, your wife or husband, and your kids, you'd want to be a good leader for your children to set a good example for your partner to bring in the money or to bring up the kids or you know to do whatever your part is so in that sense going right down just to that a family you'd want to be a good leader in that scenario yes that's true but I, and i think that's fairly uh i think that's fairly obvious <laughs> well <laughs> not you to just... sound too hard i think if you're going to do stuff you want to be good at it yeah there's very few people who say oh, i'd love to be a bad leader i'd love to lead really well, badly. a minute ago you just said you don't think that everyone wants to be a leader no, yeah, but if I don't think they would go, I, I don't really want to be a leader, but if I was a leader, I want to be a bad one. <laughs> no, but some people are bad leaders, aren't they? Because once I could, they're in charge, they might, they yeah, think, it's true. I'm some might people, arsehole. some people might want to be evil or like, you know, or just an yeah. arsehole. They just think, okay. oh, like, I'm, I'm do everything, I'm in charge, I'm just going to be an arsehole because I'm, I can moan about it because I'm in charge, basically. So is it more I, like, pe like parents, like parents will shout at their kids because they've had a bad day? They're the leader, twenty four seven. The the parent, the child is never the leader. Although obviously the child does what it wants to a certain extent, but the child, the parent is always the leader, and the parent will act like an arsehole because they've had a bad day and shout at their kid for doing something that maybe their kid normally does and doesn't get told off. And then one day they're just in a bad mood, and then they're an arsehole. So do you think it's more controversial to say uh, all leaders are arseholes, or or to be a good leader you have to be an arsehole, or is it more controversial to say to be a good leader you don't have to be an arsehole? I which, think which is everyone, a more controversial statement. I think everyone who is a leader 
in some way or at some point is an arsehole. But I think that's part of the learning curve of becoming a good leader. And then and part of the learning curve of life. Indeed. So don't worry about being an arsehole from time to time. Is that the takeaway? I Try not so, to yeah. be an arsehole. Um, and if you're looking for your arsehole, <laughs> it's in between your legs. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case anyone wasn't sure. <laughs> Aliens exist. Oh, magowd. Okay. Okay. So, aliens exist. And I have to say whether I think they do or, or do not assist. <laughs> exist. <laughs> exist. I think... Well, let's do this in two let, parts. Uh, no, because I think I know what you're going to say. Okay. So, I'm going to say aliens do not exist. What do you think? Okay, I think they do exist. Uh, you're an idiot. But... I was going to caveat that with two things is one say do you think that not do they exist but have we encountered them and then because I don't believe for one second that if we are on the if we're on earth in our universe the the probability the mathematical probability is that there are other there are other there's other life in the universe is is mathematically impossible that there isn't any other life in the universe or there, that there hasn't been at some point so, you you not only think that, but wh- where do you stand on that? You say you you think that there are aliens and we've encountered them. No, I don't think we've encountered them, but and I, and I'll tell you why I don't think we've encountered okay. them. I don't think we've encountered them because every single alien thing that we've ever encountered supposedly has all happened in America, which is ridiculous. There's no reason why it would happen in America and not anywhere else in the country in, in the world. It only ever has seems to happen in America, and there's no definitive video or proof. There's all these sort of like, oh, is it? Was it? We don't. We're not sure that there's no like. You would have captured it if there was real aliens like that come to Earth from a distant planet. It would, would be oh, was it? Was evidence. was it this? Was it that? Yeah, and and also another thing I think is. If you look at how we're tiny, the world is tiny in comparison to a to some of the um, other planets. Like if you look at the size of how big some of the other suns are in other solar systems, they are millions of times the size of our sun. Which means there's potential for Earth to be a million times the size of our sun. Which means if that was a if there were humans on that planet. They would be a million times the size of us. They'd be able to pick the world up. <laughs> Mathematically, is that correct? Yeah. Well, okay. maybe, yeah. No, I mean, I'm saying millions. I don't know if it's millions <laughs> of times, but it, it's a terrifying amount that if they did come to our planet, their spaceship would potentially, you know, be a hundred times the size of Earth. But we'd be able to see them, right? Surely. Yeah. Well. And we haven't. Well, no, because they might not have... They might be in the same as us. They might not have have been able to get out of their own galaxy. I mean, we've not even been able to get out past the planets, let alone out of our own galaxy. Well, yeah, but we've been able to see outside our own planet. In fact, we've been able to... Our own planet, our own galaxy. In fact, we've been able to see billions of light years beyond our own planet. And we've been able to examine the the sort of um, energy activity on billions of stars and planets, I think. Yeah, but if you look at if you look at what they're talking about when they say they're looking at something, it, they're just looking at a blob on a screen. It's not like they're looking at the world from the from the like the International Space Station and they they can zoom in and see that there's people walking around. It's just a a tiny little speck of a blob, and then they're like, oh well, this has got you know particular gravity around it or whatever or or magnetism or whatever it is, and then they're like, so that make that means it's a planet or that means it's a black hole or or whatever not so, to mention the fact that when you zoom into one particular degree of all the possible degrees of every angle you could look at you look into one degree and you look a hundred million light years in that if you just moved your camera uh your your telescope one degree to the left and went a hundred million years you'd be hundreds of million years apart you'd have missed hundreds of million millions of light years of planets and stars between those two places if you'd concentrated it on on that one spot and then done it one degree to the left of that and then you think how many times you could go all the way around in every direction it's just so much 
so much sky that hasn't been identified. So to say that aliens don't exist is preposterous. You preposterous. Think we, preposterous. That's a good question. Hippopotamus. Okay, so two couple of things you threw up there. Number one, it seems like the real controversial statement is um, scientists. Are they just lying? <laughs> no, I don't think they're lying. That when they when they point and they say they look at a star and they just go, "Oh yeah, that's a star from uh, you know galaxy C four C," and we can see that it's got a lot of gravity. The reality is they're just making stuff up, and we're just we're just being like, well, "I guess I've got nothing well, to refute that." I mean, that's the same with religion, isn't it? Really? Holy Jesus! Oh. <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> no pun intended. Um, Yes, because I mean, I mean that that is the uh, re- the religious okay, so argument, science, isn't it? Maybe yeah. we'll maybe we'll put that in as a topic, and that's uh, science is a religion. So that might be some. Um, we can definitely go down that rabbit hole. But uh, the the other thing, and maybe we should look this up before we talk about it too much. Are you suggesting that we haven't mapped everything we can see yet? Because I feel like we have mapped everything no. we can see like within reason uh, obviously we haven't because i know they still discover stuff but the the idea of but you're also talking about when you're talking like a hundred million light years away that, that doesn't exist yet like what we can see and what's actually there are completely different things because we're talking about light years you're not talking about years so if someone looked at us from a hundred million light years away wouldn't we wouldn't be here we wouldn't exist yet so someone's if there's a camera a telescope pointing from us and it's just seen earth and they're like oh that has water we can see it has water somehow but it's got you know it could potentially have life but they're looking at the earth from 100 million light years away we don't exist nothing exists on this earth yet no life exists on this earth but in reality we do exist because they can only see what was happening 100 million light years ago 100 million years ago and the statistical likelihood that a civilization existed it is i would say impossible that there's not other life somewhere in the universe at some point impossible but do you not also have or have heard the theory obviously that it's almost impossible that we exist in the first place because the statistical chances of life being created are so infinitesimally small but if let's just say we are that infinitesimally small chance surely the chance that somewhere else has done it is nothing so we are like a one in a 10 billion to the factor of 10 billion chance of existence yeah and i would agree with that but the universe is 10 billion factor more than that so therefore the the and the universe is never ending it's it's uncomprehendable we've found there's no end to the universe that we're aware of it's an unco- it's uncomprehendable for the human brain because everything has an end but the universe doesn't and you can't comprehend that people can't comprehend that and they can't comprehend that there's nothing on the outside of the universe because it just doesn't make sense there's nothing on the outside of the universe like if the universe ended yeah there'd have to be something on the outside of it what would be on the outside of it it'd be more space or a uh, um a portal well, I always thought that if you got to the end of the universe, you just come in at the other side of it. Yeah. Carry on. So actually, but don't it they say that like there's a there's like a two there's a circle, and then there's like a donut, and then there's like oh, a like there's donuts. like a three there's like, like a the three dimensional idea. shape <laughs> that they can't figure out what that three dimensional shape is, but um, that is what the building blocks of the Earth is. So it's like a donut in the concept of if you were on a donut, you wouldn't actually know you're going around it would feel like you're going forward same as the world it feels like you're going forward but actually you're going around um and that space could be the same thing ultimately yes i mean we could go on a a massive deep dive on on space stuff yeah we've somehow got well away from uh aliens from the concept of aliens uh um yes i don't think they're this i i I notice on the joe rogan podcast every time they talk about aliens they always talk about them as if like the depictions of American alien, which is like the, you know, the typical alien of a big head and as if that's a real alien, as if they've come across that alien and that's what aliens look like. That's just a drawing. That's just made up. 
and yet on the Joe Rogan podcast, for some reason, they whenever they talk about aliens, they depict that as if that is an actual photograph of an alien rather than someone's drawing of it. But aliens are more likely to be like microorganisms, microorganisms or gigantic versions of you know they could be giant ants for for all we know. Do you okay? So to to stretch it out a bit, do you think that intelligent life exists? Yes. Do you? Yeah. And that's because statistically you can't see how it could it wouldn't. Yeah. And but I've... what about the fact that uh, evolutionary speaking, we uh, are perfectly placed to um to have spawned life out of the big bang and so actually time wise we might be the quickest so maybe there will be intelligent life coming but there isn't well no but we've real- they've realized now that we're not we we being typical humans thought we were the center of the universe which is now proven to be not true so we could be miles away from the center so whoever's at the center could have you know attained life first but wouldn't it worth still work off the timeline of the Big Bang? Um, yeah, but why would it? Why would we be first? Um, I suppose we wouldn't have to be, but because we supposedly have the perfect uh, breeding ground for ingredients for life. Yeah, but there'd be so how would someone else be... have got better ingredients than we've got. Well, they don't have better ingredients, but they'll have the same. So how would they be quicker? Well, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> you're this... sa- sorry, I see what you're saying. You're saying better ingredients in terms of that they would be able to form quicker because if we we started, if we all started from the same point, yeah well because we are and we're operating under the assumption that we operate we started at the same point yeah right which means it's not like what they say 4.6 billion years or something they say since the big bang Mm -hmm. so it's not like there was a civilization six billion years ago unless unless you want to start talking about what we think happened before the big bang i see what you're saying but we don't know that our breeding ground on earth is the best possible breeding ground no, I suppose not. I suppose that, that is it could just, be lots of it's other... a good breeding ground, but it might be terrible compared to Alpha G four seven four seven five or something. Exactly. And I've heard that's a good planet. Yeah, it's one of my favourites yeah. actually. I got laid there. That's <laughs> <I was> fourteen. <laughs> that's a make blue planet, is it? Yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> that's your website. Um Okay. Okay, so I think we're settling with that that aliens doing I think with that one got away from us a little bit. I'm not sure we're well, uh, we'll knowledgeable enough the, about um, <laughs> the we can, universe. We can come back to uh, we'll come back to um, science as a religion on another one. Yeah. Okay. okay. Right. Next one. And we are back. We're back, and now I can see myself. I'm not that happy. <laughs> Wait till the camera flips your face around. <laughs> right. Number three, cake. Is better than ice cream. Cake is better than ice cream. Um, I should really think about these more uh, before we start this. Uh, I mean, I have a massive. (laughs) What? Put them together. (laughs) Put your hands together. Um, Yeah, ice cream and cake do go too well. At the moment, I'm actually on a massive. uh, how do I put this? Like ice cream ban crusade? Oh, no, crusade. the opposite. Like, <laughs> I'm I'm big on ice cream at the moment, so I'm definitely going to be going with ice cream on this one. Uh, does it? Is it not important though? What flavor ice cream or what cake? Sort of, but conceptually, ice cream is better than cake as a result of the uh, when taking into consideration all variations. I would have to strongly, some amazing, strongly disagree. There's amazing cakes out there, but ice cream is a more universal and it's got um, more utility yeah you can have it with more stuff and it's much lower calorie it is lower calorie i've noticed that some of the so i'll tell you about my crusade that i've been on basically i don't want to shout out too many brands but if any brands want to sponsor us at this early stage of our careers then uh, (laughs) they're more than welcome to so oppo Mm -hmm. or halo top yep it's basically Um, all the low calorie ones but it's amazing like it's amazing like 200 calories for half a tub 
and half a tub will make you feel like you've just like pig, I, I, do pigged a, down I do a whole sun. tub <laughs> well i bet you do but to know that that's only 400 <laughs> I don't calories think i've ever done half a tub of one of those not? even the ben and jerry's that are like 1200 calories i don't think i've ever done half yeah, a but tub because you're just an absolute monster <laughs> but the thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> i i'm currently like using that as my snack but it's like such a game changer of a snack because you can have so much and you know you're not having that many calories now I'm not suggesting that's still the best thing for you to do, but for someone who's got a massive sweet tooth like me, mm-hmm. to know that I can keep my calories relatively damp but still feel like I am just absolutely gorging on something is like amazing. And I don't think there's any cakes that do anything like that. That is true. But are you, so you're leaning on this uh, purely from a calorie perspective, are you, and not from a uh, cakes taste better than ice cream? Not purely from a calories perspective, but the calories are creating a large tick in the which is better column for me. Here's what you get from here's what you don't get from um cakes that you do get from ice cream. Brain freeze, painful teeth. <laughs> if you're trying to eat <laughs> if you're trying to eat food because you're hungry, your teeth hurt and your head hurts when you eat too much ice cream. Well, don't eat it so fast. Well, even if you're not eating fast, but if I'm sitting there eating a pot of ice cream, once I'm about 15 minutes in, my face is hurting. 15 minutes <laughs> in. Whereas if I, I could eat a whole cake, <laughs> no trouble. No no teeth in. pain, my no face, face pain. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, granted, um, that would be a drawback. But, uh, I mean, what different types of cakes are there? Like, um... So many. <laughs> There's so many types of cake. What's the best type of cake? I mean, I'm a big fan of carrot cake. Carrot cake's very carrot good. Carrot cake's very good. Very healthy. Um, five a day. I wouldn't say it's healthy. Not <laughs> the amount I eat anyway. Um, in fact, the amount I eat, I probably get my five a day from that, <laughs> from that, from that cake. Um, the Victoria sponge is always a winner. Vicky. Yeah. Um, um, chocolate cake. Chocolate fudge cake is... Chocolate fudge cake is banging. Especially they've put slap some like non-chocolate cream in there. They've gone for like something just because it gets a bit sickly, too much chocolate. Yeah, I agree. Um, so they're all. What's um? What's a sorbet? This is a joke. <laughs> <laughs> is a sorbet an ice cream? Isn't it? Is sorbet like frozen yogurt, like frozen fruit yogurt? Mm, yeah, probably. I don't this know what it is. Oh, yeah, we should know. Maybe let's not I'll cut this bit out. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm unsure on sorbets. They're definitely not as good as cake or ice cream, though. <laughs> that I'm sure about. Um, um, so yeah, I think cake's got ice cream all day. But, <laughs> but hang on, but hang on. Okay, yeah. so, but so you're at a restaurant. Yep. And you've had a nice starter cake. meal, and now you can either have a cake. I would awesome never, cream, ever, ever, ever... you can't ever, have both. I would never, ever... Okay. I would never pick ice cream as a pudding. When George gets ice cream, I'm just like... I just look at him and figure, what? Why would you just get ice cream? George is Alex's uh, boyfriend, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> He's not with my husband. Um, so I would never pick ice cream on its own. But you're right. Cake does need cream or or ice cream or custard or something to go with it. But ice cream doesn't need anything. Yeah, but I'm just saying I'd never pick ice cream on its own. But would you pick cake though? Yes. So you okay? So you would go for I would, a... I would choose cake and cream. No, you're not allowed cream. I'd still pick the cake. I would never pick ice cream. I never ever have ice cream on its own. Okay, that's fair enough. The only time, in fact, I would have ice cream on on its own, and technically it's not on its own, is if I was having it in a cone. <laughs> and it's technically in a cone. But even that, I don't really like. I wouldn't. I don't really like. Getting That's that. a great point. I've been thinking in in home scoops, but like ice in cream. Home scoops. I... <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like uh, some, some an, old, yeah, an old lady. <laughs> How's it going, home scoops? <laughs> no, I hadn't even. I haven't in my head. I hadn't even considered. I mean, forget that the utility of ice cream. So ice cream's. Comp- uh, is technically portable in a way that cake... So cake that you can just walk around eating cake. Yeah, but you don't sell cake from um, the back of a van. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you could sell cake from the back of a van. Do you think that that would work, though? 
that wouldn't work because that wouldn't work yeah, but then also ice cream melts cake doesn't so when you go to a party and you leave a party and they give you cake in a bag if they gave you ice cream in a bag you'd be disappointed wouldn't you because it'd melt all over everything yeah that's true you have birthday cakes some people have ice cream cakes it's probably a mix of it all that's more of an american thing an mm. ice cream cake so i'm team cake on this one i'm team ice cream and i, I don't know if uh i won that one i don't think we are, i don't think we'll maybe we'll have some cake and ice cream after and make our final decision yeah a jelly and ice cream is good i don't know i wouldn't want jelly with it but i i would like like what where do we draw the line on like chunks inside ice cream i love chunks mm. uh, if if i'm gonna get an ice cream it needs to really have chunks especially if i was gonna eat a tub of ice cream and i just said i wouldn't eat ice cream on its own but if i was eating a tub of ice cream which is rare. It, it has to have. I would never just get like you, a vanilla. Earlier, earlier you said you you've seen off Ben and Jerry. I have, yeah. So I have seen those tubs off on, <laughs> on occasion. But they have like bits of brownie in, and they have like chunks of chocolate in, don't they? I would never see off like a tub of just vanilla, vanilla. ice cream. Yeah, no, but wouldn't yeah. naff. But that's like saying that's like saying um, that's like comp- thinking of ice cream as vanilla is the same as thinking of cake as just like plain sponge. Okay, well, I don't think I would really eat any ice cream unless it had stuff added to it and i'm really i can really only think of ben and jerry's as a brand that does cookie dough and caramel oh, yeah, sutra no, and all those sorts the, of bits the oppo one i've got at the moment is uh it's got chocolate chunks in it oh fancy oh, oh, i think, calories, half I, think I, ha- yes, I think please. i have had one of those before yeah the bangers and um and yeah ice cream by the beach is great as well nobody cares about that is true cake by the beach so Okay, right, on to the next one. Ready? Yes, let's do it. Okay. Smartphones make you stupid. Or should that be more stupid? (laughs) Me specifically. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Smartphones make you stupid. So logic being, I guess, that if you don't need to know the answer to stuff because you can just ask your phone. Um but unfortunately i would ultimately disagree i think that smartphones make us a lot smarter yes i would agree they do make you uh, they do make us a lot smarter i think in fact that the whole school system needs to be revamped now that they have smartphones because everything you learn at school you don't need to know not everything the no but the majority of stuff you learn from the yeah the year three to high school end the retention of basic information is retained inside the phone but so the concept of that is though is if you don't learn that stuff then you don't have your phone for whatever reason let's say you've forgotten it one day or it breaks or something more catastrophic and we have to get rid of phones is the generation then a lot dumber as a result um well that would be the case if they didn't learn everything that they needed to learn so are we technically wrong in what we're saying and then because i'm arguing i'm making an argument for the other side now and i'm kind of winning myself over the uh the 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 reality is because because i think this is one of the things and elon musk said this on one of the joe rogan podcasts and i think he's right he's saying that the concept of us becoming cyborgs in the future isn't a fantasy or anything we're actually already cyborgs it's just that we've actually got a more efficient way of doing it which is that we're not actually attached to the thing that makes us a cyborg which is our mobile phone essentially so we have access to information like we've never had access before Mm -hmm. so if we were to sit down and do a quiz and i was to sit down to do a pub quiz next to albert einstein for example and i was allowed my phone because he's he would be allowed his phone but he doesn't have mobile phone because it wasn't invented when he was alive I would absolutely destroy him. Destroy him. Yeah. That's Albert Einstein. So in that sense, it's made us an awful lot cleverer. But it's not me that knows the information. It is the phone. And the more we become reliant on the phone knowing the information, the less we will actually know ourselves. And then, yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. I just think that now that we have that um information at hand and we'll always have that information at hand we should now begin to utilize that and wasting time on making kids 
memorize stuff for a, for a test that they then can go i got an a or i got a b or i got a c and then can't remember it a year later is pointless they yeah just... the reality is that they're going to stick around there's no yeah so they should now focus back. on what like skills that they can apply and you know better the world with rather than wasting time learning stuff that they don't need to know like photosynthesis <laughs> well see but that's the thing i don't know if that would be an example for me where photosynthesis is something you need to learn because you can't learn that from your phone because you need to know what you're learning if that makes sense but why do you need to know what photosynthesis why do you need to know i can't even remember exactly what photosynthesis is and how plants well, like get sunlight and yeah stuff. well grow. i mean plants get sunlight by being in the way of sunlight but <laughs> <laughs> is it good how they how they grow though from it uh yeah <laughs> if someone said to me do you know what photosynthesis is? i'd say yeah and they go explain photosynthesis <laughs> and i go oh shit i don't know what photosynthesis is it's um but my point being in these kind of things that you're taught like trigonometry yeah. and all this stuff unless you're doing a job that is that specific you don't need to know lots of these things like i don't need to know about the anglo-saxons I don't need to know about Vikings. You should get a basic overhaul on on history, but you don't need to be going into depth in classes, learning about things that are just never going to be relevant to you. And I get that obviously you should be taking on all sorts of stuff because you don't know when you become an adult what you're going to go to. Like, I didn't know I was going to be a bricklayer and an electrician and then move into product development. Like Pod- that. Podcaster. Podcasting. <laughs> it wasn't even a thing. So you, you don't know where you're going to go. You didn't know. You obviously moved into a into a job that didn't exist either when mm. you were at school. So I get that it's important to sort of have a, uh, an understanding of lots of different things, but at the same time, now that it's so readily available, really we should be focusing them, uh, children especially, on learning specific stuff that they want to learn so that they are much, much better at it. And then in the future, the generation, you will go to specific people because they will know. So if someone wants to look after plants and trees and they need to know the ins and outs of photosynthesis and and all the biology around it and all the chemistry around it then that they will know that and in depth and you'll be able to go to that person and they will be able to just reel off exactly what you need to know or do they'll be able to do their job very well because they'll have a better in-depth knowledge of it yeah so you're saying essentially let's take the take the concepts that we teach in school but then give a much more top line focus on focus on focus it. on them so that and less the and, problem and is, is until you're an adult you don't really have a clue what you want to do and even when you're an adult you kind of just bumble into a job and then you know you might not be doing the job that you want to be doing for five ten plus years until you sort of figure out who you are and where you're going in life yeah well it's true i wonder whether really it's not necessarily about taking it out of education but it's more taking it out of um the way we uh, do examinations on people Mm. Um, I mean, because... I think they should bring back. Um, what is it where you have to go into the army for a year or two years? National service. National well, service. Lots of, uh, lots of countries still have national service. I think they should bring back national service. Not because I ever want us to go to war, or I, or I want anyone to go to war. Just because I think that the disciplines you would learn in in that are imperative to life. Like I mean... if you talk to successful people, lots of the things that you would learn there the disciplines that you would learn all flow through i mean again this is maybe a little bit of a far cry from mobile phones are making us stupid but um do you think that we need to be disciplined in that way like the army way yes Mm, yeah that's interesting i don't think we do do you do you like, it, and what do you mean in like do you need someone shouting at you I think if someone's going to shout at me the way that army people shout at me I'm going to say stop shouting at me in that way like I don't respond to that sort of <laughs> more of a positive reinforcement kind of guy I'm the kind of guy that likes to just have a lion <laughs> and play some Xbox when well, I get up no but I think it's yeah. important for those those things to be distilled so so like for example one of my friends went to the army and i went to one of their like open days with him of what he had to um of the things that are involved in like your first dates and one of them was an icebreaker 
which I know is a pretty basic thing, but is a little bit more in depth in the army. Obviously, you're you chucked in with a bunch of people you never know, and you have to do these tasks and stuff. And that terrified me at the time. And I wish now that I had been forced to do that. What was the icebreaker? Icebreaker is ba- it's just basically like team building stuff with and having to get up and oh, you mean the speak. whole the whole day terrified you? And the just the thought of it, I was like, I can't, I couldn't go into the army because I'd be oh, too right. scared to, to, I was too nervous to have had to do something like that. Whereas that is a good thing, like you should be pushed into doing that, and it, and it's a very minor thing, really. Like you have to icebreak all the time, essentially, when you meet new people. Anyway, so it's something you have to learn. Um, but that, along with physical fitness, I think is really important. Um, discipline of being able to get up and make your bed and do certain things. Like the discipline of being able to get up. Some people can't don't don't get that their whole life. They spend their whole life unable to, you know, hate in life because they have to get up to an alarm. You should be able to discipline yourself to... But aren't you... You're focusing in on a very specific type of world because the, the no because i think they transfer across to life well yeah don't get me wrong there's some some people who are unhappy right and they need some discipline in their life but there are plenty of people who don't have much discipline discipline in their life but are very happy and it works for them so why do they need what you consider to be sort of these like tougher stricter like rules for life well they're not they don't have to follow those for life but they will for that year let's say yeah and i think they'll be better off for it but only in your view of how you should live your life well obviously because you're talking because all the discussions we're having are based on our views of yeah yeah i know but but your so the the bigger picture is your view of life should be the view of everybody well so my lived events are that yes you would be better off if you learned those things at an earlier age that way you would be much better off because i think you've Lots of the things that you avoid when you first leave school are things that you have to do. You just don't want to do them when you leave school. Like I never wanted to get up and go to work. Even though I was earning money, I didn't want to get up and go to work. And it took me probably eight years to for the the flip uh, the switch to flip and to realise that you have to discipline yourself to get up every day and go to work and work hard and be good at what you do to be successful, be a good leader, um, earn money. But some people go their whole life without ever getting there because they just can't be bothered because they've never had that discipline distilled. Well, it depends what your definition of success is, though. Um, Because a definition of success is financial or social uh, popularity or or you know um, strength uh, might not be you know somebody else's idea of what they're looking for they might be looking for as little stress as possible i don't think anyone though wants to be financially uncomfortable uh no but again you can be you can live on very little if you have the um, ability to not worry about certain things that many of us do so you wouldn't need a, a whole lot if you could take yourself off grid tend to your cabbage patch and so on and so forth yeah i just think that bit of an extreme example yeah but i just think that you would have a um i think as at a young age the things you learn then in if you were to be in the army for one year i just think that they would accelerate um the things that you learn over the next 10 years between 16 and 25 i think everything that you really come to realize in those nine years 10 years I think you would have learned in years one and two if you... Yeah, and I see your point, but here's my problem with what with, with your suggestion or, or your, your concept of it. So what would you do with the people who refuse to go on that? Ah, uh, sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's what it feels like. Well, you'd have to. It'd be compulsory. It would be like someone going, well, I'm not going to school. And you'd be like, well, you have to go to school. Otherwise, your parents get fined or this, whatever the consequences are. It would be yeah. compulsory. And so if they and don't get me wrong, jail. Don't get me wrong. I would absolutely have hated the idea of it. It's like people saying now you have to have healthy school dinners. I would have died. I can't eat. I hate <laughs> yeah, healthy food. True. So I would have struggled yeah. massively. Um, 
but it's it would have been compulsory so you would have had to deal with it and i would have hated it if, if you told me now i'd have to go do that icebreaker and then be woken up at seven o'clock and i know no, i'm fine now getting up early in the morning and being woken up and being disorientated or whatever but back then absolutely hated it would have hated the idea of all the things that that involved yeah but don't you think that like uh i, I mean it's one thing for children so obviously conceptually children have to kind of do what they're told within reason because uh they are completely subservient to to their parents essentially yeah um but the once you become an adult to uh for the state to then require you to do something and then in that thing that you have to do to be a certain way for a year or let's say a year that's like uh that's like bordering on a kind of cultish ideology isn't it uh well i'd actually say it probably borders more on some form of a dictatorship than a yeah. cult um yes but i think it would be I, well possibly <laughs> still for it. possibly but i think it would be beneficial i genuinely think it'd be more beneficial yeah, and i can see that side of it and i don't i don't actually disagree with the idea that it might be beneficial but i i, I do think that we live in a society now or the free society we live in now is we're so soft, though. Because of... How soft has society become now? Well, certain parts of society, but other parts of society have become pretty pretty hard. <laughs> I mean, there's a war going on in Europe at the moment. Yeah. So, I mean, we're not like... It's not like everyone's become... I know, but in, if, if anything, wouldn't it be better if everyone had had some basic training in case that ever did happen? <clears throat> Well, yes, and that's why why it still exists for for many countries. But the the idea is uh, is the end goal of everything to move towards a state in which everybody is ready for battle. Or no, because where nobody's ready for battle. No, because don't get me wrong. When I say we should have everyone should have to do that for a year, I'm not. I, I like I said at the start. It, for me, it's not so you're ready for battle. I don't think we should be training children ready for battle. I just think that the lessons that are learned during that time would be are are important yeah the the um maintaining your like physical and like your physical health the discipline of it um having the ability learning to do basic have basic fighting skills to how to carry a gun if you ever need to things that you just never open your eyes to in life because we live in such a protective bubble now that you know what's going on in ukraine is you can't even imagine it and and you go to ukraine now and they're saying women and children can leave don't worry about equal rights women and children leave men you have to stay and fight most of those men there will have never can't even could it would be two years ago it would have been exactly the same unfathomable like us being told now you've got to go and pick up guns and go to war it's still terrifying whether or not you've had training or not but it, it completely unfathomable to the whole the concept of this bubble that we live in now where we can just sort of do what we want and live our lives and you know everything's at the click of a button and we've just got so Sedated. dangerously soft in society i think that 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 would be a good way of hardening it up again yes but i would argue that the idea of wanting to hardening it up again is sort of not a virtue that we should be driving towards because it's a kind of um, self-perpetuating system of it's like we start doing it so another country starts doing it so another country starts doing it and then goes a little bit further with it and now ours isn't just about theirs isn't just about uh, yeah, um, okay, discipline it. it becomes about actual training and theirs becomes about training and suddenly there's some tensions between two countries and they're like oh, we've got these people who are super yeah and you're I, creating i get that but don't forget that most of these people would then not go into an army they wouldn't be part of the army they would be going and do their own jobs and their own lives they would just be taking away the skill sets that they've learned over the last year and that would be a takeaway a life takeaway and they could still study. I'm not saying like they, you know, they're three days of the week they could be studying, and maybe three days of the week they'd be doing the other, the, like sort of the army side of it. Wouldn't it just make more sense to like make university free, so that you can do and go and do all that stuff, but you do it on your own terms, and you get an education out of it? 
Um, well, I'm not saying they should. I'm not saying it's either or. I'm not saying they should do this and then not make university free. They could make university free as well, as a as a compromise. <laughs> well, but lots of people don't go to university. No, I know. So, but more people would go if it was free. I would assume. Well, and definitely the poorer people in society would get a better crack at crack at it. Mm. Um. Yeah. Well, I mean that that's a that's a definitely another conversation to be had. I don't. I can't even remember what we started on now. Smartphones make you stupid. Smartphones <laughs> make you stupid, and we went into uh, <laughs> society's getting soft. <laughs> Bring back national service. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Troy for prime minister. Well, is that because of smartphones? Um, they might not be making us stupid, but are they making us soft? They're definitely no, no. Well. I think we're just becoming softer as a society because we're we're in this protected bubble. I think that's what it's not so much to do with phones. I think the connectivity of being able to connect with lots of other people who are also in that bubble and think, oh, you know what, we're in this protected bubble. We've got pe- we've got so- we've got people who will be soldiers and will fight for the country. We've got you know five like five um, pilots, plane pilots, and for for fire. And so then they think, oh, well, well, let's make noise about something else that's, you know, not as uh, dangerous of a job. But certainly phones have made life easier yep. for us, communication, information. But that's part of where comfort has probably come from. Yeah. And attention as well, actually. So uh, when you talk about these icebreakers and stuff, people sitting in going to parties or sitting in a restaurant by themselves straight on their phones. Yes. Well, and also now though, you don't have to be good or intelligent or skilled. You just need to be entertaining on a phone. And like, so there's a, there's a, there's a guy that keeps popping up on my TikTok at the moment and he's just an idiot in my opinion. Like he just gets on lives, chats loads of shit and yet he's got loads and loads of followers and makes loads and loads of money from YouTube because he just puts up videos and people obviously either find him aggravating or entertaining, but he draws audience and that's all you need now. Bad role models. Well, I think we're coming around to saying that it does make you more stupid. Did we start set by saying it doesn't? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Not Maybe. only does it, it's made everyone slightly more stupid. Yeah. And you find yourself now <laughs> not watching documentaries or programs or stuff on yeah, Netflix, but actually just weird scrolling through shit yeah. on TikTok and Instagram reels. Yeah. And time when you could be reading a book, spend with loved ones, learning something new, you're busy just scrolling through social media. But on the flip side of that, instead of scrolling through social media now, we're sitting here doing a podcast. So, And we're doing that because of mobile phones. Swings and roundabouts. Wow. We're using laptops and mobile phones. Um, yeah, well maybe we can. There's some topics there we've opened up that we could probably visit in a, in deeper deeper detail. Okay. Okay. Ready? Yeah. I'm going to change this last one slightly. Okay. Is this the reflex? Okay. Time for the r- r- reflex. Reflex. R- r- reflex. 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 <laughs> right. Are you ready? Friends are better than family. Woo! Is your microphone working? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it is. I can hear myself now for once. Can you my... hear me? Yeah. Oh. Does it switch around so now I can hear myself and you can't hear you? I can't hear anything. Can you hear me speaking? Oh, there you go. Yeah, no, I can. Okay. There you go. Um, friends are better than family. Oh, God. Well, I mean, let's... Uh, uh, personally, in my personal experience, uh, no. But uh, as a concept, I would have to say yes, they are. Why? Uh, because because uh, friends are the family that you choose, as they say. There's no, there's no guarantee of um, a good family, but there is a guarantee of a good friend, assuming that they're actually your friend. 
So I'm not talking about people who are supposed to be your friends and turn out not to be your friends. Yeah. Um, so it, it doesn't. It does revolve a little bit around your interpretation of the word friend and whether you think bad friends can exist. And I guess they can. They definitely can. Yeah. Because you can still be friends with them. Um, but there's no there's no guarantee of a good family basically whatsoever. And you can't you you can leave your family obviously if if they're really really bad. But if they're just a little bit annoying, you're kind of stuck with them in a way you're not with your, your yeah. friends. Yeah, I agree. You when you with you've got to stick through most most of the time. As long as your family aren't bad, you've got to stick through with family through thick and thin. Whereas with a friend, you might drop them if they cross the line. Yeah. Whereas with a family, you can't. If you're a fairly close knit family, then you can't just drop family. Or if you do, it's very awkward and makes things very difficult. But then maybe that's what ties families, bonds to families together because you don't cut and run. Whereas you might cut and run with a friend. Well, is there an argument to say it depends who you are, but like you can't really cut from your friends either. Like how often do you find that you do run into things with your friends, but actually you end up staying friends with them on in the long run? Because it's, cause you have to be extremely popular and charismatic in order to just be like, I don't need that friend anymore. I've got a new friend. And some people are like that, but a lot of people end up in the same friend groups for a really long time. Um, I would say I've done that a lot miss what got rid of your friends yeah 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 i think like because a lot of my friends stayed friends with my ex and i was i cut everyone and moved on and i saw a couple of them again and didn't see lots of them again but then i guess you question then well how good of a friend are they but i guess that's a good thing if you had then said oh well, i want to stay friends with your ex then that would have been a, a more difficult conversation but if you uh, if you had to get rid of all your friends now, or your family, which one would you get rid of? Oh, that's difficult. That's a brutal question. Oh, we can't answer. I couldn't answer that question. No, you're gonna answer it. I can't. Bear in mind that Alex is my brother. <laughs> <laughs> um, what? What? Uh, who? What section would George, my boyfriend, fall into? <laughs> No, yeah, that's a good point. So I would say that they are your family in this particular instance, even though you're technically not. I would have to pick family. family then. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that. But if a good George point. wasn't in the picture, it would be. <laughs> I don't, wouldn't be able to give you an answer. <laughs> um, no, I think yeah. For the for for the purposes of that question, I think if you are in a relationship with someone, they can be considered your family. Um, if your intention is to make them your family one day. Yeah, I guess they are family. They're not a friend, aren't they? They can be a friend, but then they become... Yeah, even if you don't want to get married to them, if you have children with them or you literally spend your whole life with yeah, them, like, they can be considered family. family. And that's where I think then family's better as well because you've actually got... Then you do have an element of family that you choose. Also, yeah, family does change as well because we're thinking of it from a perspective of me, you, and your mum and dad and your grandparents and then potentially aunts, uncles, and cousins. You're not. We're not thinking about it, though, as us being the parents no, and yeah, then children and then their grandchildren they could be awful they could be but what would you do if you had awful children or awful grandchildren would you cut them disown them yeah probably. would you though I don't know if you could if that's well, no I wouldn't by the way not at all but I well, mean, they though. would have to be they what would have if, to like, be they, horrendous what happens if they like one of them beat up Josephine you, would you not disown them then oh. I mean Holly's a difficult question. Trying to get my head around, yeah, how you would approach that. It depends whether Josephine been running her mouth again. <laughs> Typical. <laughs> you wouldn't know it a bit of Swedish, so. <laughs> yeah. I, I, the, the, the chances of something like that happening, I, you can't, you can't, um, I, I can't imagine how I'd react. Because jokes, jokes are <laughs> I'm flailing about on what I'm trying to answer this question. Oh, that's tickled me. Um, <laughs> what bit? <laughs> the very just said that. 
Oh, the bit where he said if she's one of them. <laughs> uh. Oh, my video stopped. Oh, shit. Oh, we missed all that. Yeah, because mine's not recording. Oh, well, it's all recorded for the podcast, so. Um, so, yeah. So, what would you do in that scenario? Well, so the problem with that scenario is there's there would have to be two sides to that story. That's the problem. And so, I would have to assess based on the situation in which one okay, did so, it to the other so, so, okay so this would be interesting then so say um, but i wouldn't i wouldn't get rid of either, i wouldn't cut either of them i don't think i think even if even if i felt like my son was massively in the wrong which i assume i would or your, or your daughter <laughs> or my daughter yeah i mean it would be it, funnily enough in my head i don't know whether this is sexist these days but i think it'd be worse if my son beat up my my mum rather than my daughter obviously depending on the um the level of the beating but on uh, that cheery note, um, we're going to end today's podcast. Because our cameras have stopped working. Uh, mainly because our cameras have stopped working. Um, and um, we'd just like to say a uh, big thank you to everyone who's listened. Um, stay controversial. Stay controversial. controversial. <coughs> and, <coughs> we'll catch uh, you next week. Catch you on the flip side, motherfuckers.